Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. So Bailey, super excited to have you here on Jumpstart Sessions. Appreciate the courage for doing this and, uh, you know, putting yourself out there to, to help others learn as well. So uh, tell me a little bit about your situation, what we were just saying. You, you went from Oklahoma to Utah. So give me a little bit of your background and kind of where you're at and we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. So I came out to Utah for school at, at Brigham Young University. Okay. Um, but then after a couple semesters, started learning more about entrepreneurship and started researching a lot more about that. Uh, and that kind of led me to realize I didn't really want to be an employee. I wanted to build something for myself that would give me a better lifestyle um, that gives me more freedom. So that way I'm not stuck in a nine to five every day, but I have sure. more flexibility with that. Sure. Um, and so I did a lot of hunting around with different opportunities, um, reading books and looking online and seeing different webinars and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think I, what ultimately happened is I just decided okay, I'm spending so much time just trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm just going to pick something and go with it. Okay. And so I initially picked, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like YouTube vlogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think before I even started on that, I, I ran across the, the webinar for full-time filmmaker okay. yep. and saw that and I was like, that looks awesome. <laughs> I, I could do that. And so, you know, I, I, I went through the steps and got a camera and stuff and all the gear and I, I found out it's something I really enjoy. Cool. Um, and so I, I transitioned out of my old job that I was at working as a student, um, student employee on campus okay. to working for my dad. And then have recently transitioned out of working with my dad to being able to find out if I want to go full time with my film business right, okay. or yep. if I want to like get a job as like an in-house videographer or somebody to, to, to work on honing my skills further before I go full time. And how long have you been in that stage of, I got my camera to today and full-time uh, filmmaker, maybe the course? Probably like July. Okay. July so it, it's, it's fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. And have you had any at all paying projects? How many free projects have you done or? I've done quite a few free projects. I've had one paying project and I've got another one booked for next month um so i'm still pretty new on trying to get the paying projects done but i've done you know probably 15 maybe 17 free projects okay great fantastic just since july yeah awesome awesome and and um are you still in school no no i'm not i'm not in school anymore did you drop out of school or did you finish school I dropped out. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I, I didn't go to college at all, not for one day. So I spoke in an entrepreneur class, which is really weird. My math teacher from high school, her husband 
you know, taught an entrepreneur class in college and she kept asking me to speak at it. And I finally did when I would have been maybe a freshman or a sophomore and these kids were seniors, but it's mm -hmm. always interesting to think about learning entrepreneurship in college. Cause I don't necessarily think that that's the best place to learn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's a whole other topic. You know, it's, it, it's fascinating, man, because I was just having a conversation with somebody about this idea that, cause he's been at it a while and the progress that he believes is he's making relative to when he goes and say full-time filmmaker or somebody else or some other group or something and sees somebody say, Oh, I just quit my job or, I've been at this for three months and this and this and this has happened. Um, but we don't always see the, the, the full picture of that. And so he just mentioned, he's like, you know, I'm increasing the videos I'm going to make to two a week rather than one a month. And I think what's fascinating is that, um, you know, way back in the day when we were filming stuff for Tony Robbins, I heard him say, you know, if I wanted to become one of the best speakers around, I was looking at the landscape of people out there doing speaking engagements who are professional and making money doing this. And they were speaking maybe three to six times, eight times a month. And so I thought, okay, well, what would happen if I started to speak maybe three to six, eight times a day, you know, and not necessarily that that was seven days a week and it was all perfect. It was five times every day or anything like that. But this idea that if we just did simple math of like, let's say it was three even, and he said whether it was one person or five people or 50 people, it didn't matter. He wanted to have an opportunity to, to do some form of public speaking. If you took three a day, that's 15 a week, that's 60 a month versus if I'm doing one a month, you know, that's what, 12 in a year, 24 in two years. You know, it would just, it takes a lot longer to get that momentum going. And so the fact that since July, you've already done, you know, 17 to 25 projects free or paid. I mean, that's good. You know, you've got some stuff under your belt. I've seen some of your work work is, is getting very solid. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, you said you still working for your dad or not, not working, not working for him anymore. I have the option. If I wanted to, I could go back. Yeah. Um, we, we finished with the clients, but now there's more work. And yeah. so my dad was telling me, he's like, you can either go off on your own or come back for me. I don't, it's not a big deal to him. So he's so, cool about it. Cause I know I've had people who, whose fathers or family did not <laughs> encourage this at all. Um, so it seems like your, your dad's encouraging though. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, and what's the situation? Your girlfriend, wife, wife, wife. Yeah. So my wife works right now. She's working full time. She'll be going back to school in January though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and what was your, what's your gut instinct? I know we had a little conversation about this in, in Voxer, but what's your, gut telling you to do though right now i'm i'm trying to go full-time um yeah. i i think like it, it's not the most convenient situation but as far as i can tell from anybody else i've learned from i don't think it really ever is convenient um sure. and i figure if i want to make the life i'm going to want i have to push now yeah instead of just putting it off for later yeah and and it's all relative to your income needs and things as well. This is why I talk about when we see these, I went full time and you know, they need $500. Like some of the posts he started to send me as he private messaged these people was like, cut every expense down. I live with 10 other people, you know, they need $500 a month to survive. And so getting to, to a thousand dollars a month, you know, isn't necessarily that difficult because you know, that's two $500 projects in a month. And when you're in that range of like where, you need a few thousand dollars and you can get paid 500, 800, 
It's just how much effort are you willing to put in that month? But if you needed $10,000, you know, and you're doing $200 projects, you might not have enough time in a month to do enough $200 projects to get to that kind of money. And so that's the problem. So depending on what your needs actually are relative to your family situation with your wife, that extra time, because I remember cleaning houses, I may have even told you this, but we'll rehash here for a second. You know, when I first got out of high school in 2005, May of 2005, I still worked at this job at a beer distributor through May to September. And then I quit that because they wouldn't give me a quarter raise. I was making like six twenty-five an hour. <laughs> and I went and started uh, helping my mom clean houses, actually. And so I did that from September of 2005 till about June or July of 2006. But I officially opened, I had a storefront and everything. It was like 500 bucks a month. And I opened on May 1st of 2006. Within just that next couple months, you know, it was like, in a few days doing something in video, I can make what I'm making helping my mom over the course of the whole month, working two to three days a week for her. Cause I mean, I, I you know, I guess for a young kid, it wasn't horrible. I think I was making somewhere between eight to $11 an hour maybe. But when I'm able to do a video project, you know, so in one day, if I worked a 10 hour day, let's call it a hundred dollars, you know, but I could make $500 in that same amount of time doing something for video potentially. And so it just, do you trust yourself enough to be disciplined enough to take the actions versus what I see a lot, which is just thinking too much, right? You're, you're just consuming, you're consuming, 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 listening, learning, watching, you know, all that, but not actually out there in the field taking the videos because us working together, even behind the scenes now off of this, I mean, I know with the drive, it seems like you have right now and the determination to make this happen and the right attitude it's really only a matter of time. So unless you're like sitting here, like I said, needing enormous amounts of money every month, which enormous isn't necessarily eight or 10 grand, but I mean, to a person who's at ground zero with per se, not a like regular income with video yet, to get to 10 grand is an enormous amount of money for that ground zero person. So um, what, what, what are your kind of struggles or questions right now? I know I just sent you that beforehand. You said you kind of save it for this, but what are you, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I, I feel like um, I feel like I, I've definitely done better recently about being more proactive about not just thinking but getting out and doing. Yeah. I, I met met a guy and I've been second shooting with him a lot just for free to build up my portfolio, which yeah. has been nice. But um, yeah, I feel like the biggest thing I have is just you know I feel like trying to find people to work like to to hire me. I feel like um, I feel like I've been I've done I've been reaching out to people and I've got a lot of opportunities and people who say that maybe they're interested but there's maybe no time frame set and I'm just like okay is this gonna happen like in a week or is it gonna happen four months down the road because <laughs> like initially I was focusing more on shooting wedding videos mm -hmm. but then I came to this conclusion I was like well if I book a wedding I'm probably not gonna book a wedding in the time frame I need if I'm gonna go full-time with my business right now then you know I, I'm, I'm in the stage where I, like I'll be open with it I'm I really only need like if I if I made five hundred bucks a month, I could live. I could pay all my bills. I'd be fine. Cool. Um, you That's know, a thousand bucks a month, I'd be like at the same standard of living as I was. You know, right? Of I, course, I, I, I want to make sure for you and everybody yeah. listening. My my goals with people is not like let's just scrape by at the bottom of the barrel, and you know, yeah. it's just if we know what our basic needs initially are, 
than you know some of the actions because I believe there are certain actions where you can be very much more aggressive. And I believe, and I was just talking to my buddy about this yesterday. There's this one guy who moved out of his parents' house in January, and within six months, he was doing twenty thousand a month. And he's like twenty years old, and he's very aggressive. He's a very dominant, decisive person. He's going eighteen hours a day all the time, and um, you know, there's sacrifices being made there potentially on the on the relational, like personal level. Um, and things happen, but he's willing and, and, and able to do that at the, at the current stage in his life. Um, but I don't see that a lot. That's a more, much more rare thing. And, but, you know, at, at the same time, he's truly focusing on the things that he loves as well. So he doesn't, I asked this question, you know, what do you need? What would you do if you didn't need money? And he's like, honestly, I could not work for two, two years now. And I, I could pay all my bills because he's like, I am doing He'd tweak some things where well, I think we all always would, you know, but it's like, if you'd tweak everything, like nothing I'm doing, I would do. I actually don't see people from a financial level having a lot of success when they have that kind of statement. But usually it's no coincidence that he's doing so well financially. And he's also like, man, I'm loving it. Like I, I'm doing what I love. And, and that's a big thing. So, but you know, the goal is that he also on some levels is appearing more transactional. And what I mean by that is there's the potential of him churning and burning through more clients because he's not approaching it from a long-term perspective. He's promote, pr pr uh, approaching it from a very transactional, get the deal, get the deal. And so what you're talking about a little bit is like, of course, with weddings, well, yeah, you could book a wedding today and maybe get a deposit, but depending on what you're getting paid, you know, the wedding might not be till next year, but most definitely there are a lot of things that if you're not in a hyper needy state where it's like, I got to get all this money right now, or I'm trying to get all this money right now, then you can be more relational. And so you can be planting these seeds and not burning bridges with people or ticking people off because you're so, so aggressive around it. But you're not an aggressive person to begin with, I, I might add. I, just <laughs> the, the assessment you took and the, the subtle bit here. But like, that's an important thing. If you don't have those super needs, then you need to be in that like, I'm out. I'm a farmer. I'm planting all my seeds right now. I'm going to plant a ton of seeds and I'm going to get out there and meet a lot of people and connect and build relationships. I mean, I had, and I'll end on this story and we'll, we'll dig back in there. I had a guy who came to one of my local events that I did. He raised his hand, asked a question, and it was something to do. Somebody that said a local college fair told him to come to this thing. And then somebody like yelled, well, you should work for him. And so, which was me. And he connected with me and this was in like March. We didn't do anything. I didn't even pay him a dime until maybe September or October. And he was doing stuff for free, but it was still three or four months after he initially connected. And I said, yeah, man, I'd be interested in doing something. Then I fall off the face of the earth. Then I think he did reach back out and I still didn't really do anything. And then finally a random thing came up with a buddy didn't really want to pay. And I'm like, Hey, I got this new guy. <laughs> we just throw him the footage and see what he does with it. And he did a pretty decent job. And I was like, okay, cool. But he was willing, he did it for free and then gave him some more. And then before I know it, like he went from quite frankly, mediocre, like it wasn't, it was his attitude and kind of his persistence was what in his passion that I was excited about. Cause his work sure the heck wasn't enticing me to be like, Oh yeah, we got to work with this guy. But very quickly when I gave him my footage and gave him quality stuff to work with, he started doing good. And so sometimes 
there's going to be opportunities you have right now and you don't have to think about it as transactional or relational. Some things regardless will be instant. They'll happen. You'll, you'll, you'll reach out and something will happen from it, but there'll be a lot that you just have to have that follow-up. You just have to reach back out, kind of keep track of certain people that you maybe you hit it off with and you'd like to work with. So like in that scenario, he wanted to do something. It was that little bit of that patience, a little bit of that persistence and then the right timing. Because even for me, you know, I've had things that, boom, the Tim Ferriss original deal was within an hour of sending that email. I got a response back. Man, I've had other things. It's been two years of like random follow-up, seeing them in events, things happening. So, um, so it's just an interesting thing. But right now, if you don't have those huge needs, it's just like, yeah, man, get out there as much as you can because now we'll have conversations when we're doing the coaching as well. It'll just be like, I don't know if, did you hear the audio and the jumpstart story of the guy who was going to charge 500 and he charged a thousand? Yeah. You know, his work is solid. And I, I had off, off, off air, off that audio had also told him like, man, the work you're doing, I mean, I'd charge 2,500 to 5,000 for what you're going to only charge 500. And now he, he built up the confidence to get to a thousand. But right now your work and everything is there that as you're going about these different reach outs or the different opportunities you get presented, we can tweak the way you're thinking about it, talking about it and, and quickly get you up to where like that was a, I think a day and a half project for him that he was only going to get 500 and now he's getting a thousand. And so for you starting to take all these random little freebies and start even being able to come back to some of these people, because that's what I talk about a lot. Like, are you a one trick pony? You only know how to do one trick for somebody once you've done your trick for them. <laughs> You got to go find a new person to do the trick for. But if you can start to think about, well, what other things could I offer these people? And we start talking about that. Now you can take the free projects, kind of your teaser, your appetizer, get some hooked. And then from there, create a vision for what's possible for other things, whether that's, you know, when people think retainers, there's a lot of people out there pushing kind of ad revenue or ad agency kind of retainer deals. But you can even do content retainers where you could be getting paid thousand two three thousand dollars a month to just do regular content for somebody you know rather than i make you this one silver bullet video that you're going to be able to use indefinitely which they may we're going to create regular content so i'm going to come in you know one or two times a month we're going to film a bunch of stuff and that's going to give us a month's worth of content that we might produce for once a week a couple times a week whatever but there's different ways we can start to look at that and you can start to think about it so much differently than you might be currently thinking about it. So now all these things you're going out there and doing, some of them, there might not be things that pop up for a couple of years and there's nothing you can do about it. They're just not ready, but other ones are, and it's just a matter of having that right conversation with them. So that's a little tangent there, but hopefully that, that's, that's helpful, but um, probably lost your train of thought of where I stopped you from the, the, the $500, but um, yeah. No worries. Yeah. I, I like that. I like those thoughts. And I feel like that's a little bit more of the approach I, I've been heading. I feel like just, cool. just probably a little more by luck than anything else. Sure, of course. Um, that guy I've been working with in second shooting, he used to work with a, a, a company that does like supplements for workouts. And so okay. I reached out to them yesterday, actually, and they'll be sending me some stuff. I'm making a video for them for free okay. to see if they're interested. And then yeah. they're, I'll probably be doing that kind of being a content creator for them on perfect. a more regular basis. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I'm there. I guess the biggest question I would have is how do you find the right balance between looking to plant seeds versus kind of meeting also your needs? And I, I feel like there could be 
seeds that you plant that turn into uh, that turn into actual monetary value sure. pretty fast. Yeah, of course. But how do you find the right balance between doing that? Well, I, I think that's the that's the difficult thing at times because we can't truly know. Like if I look again back at the Tim Ferriss, I mean, I, I can't even say that that had any any major payoff for at least one year, and then you know, in the big picture of all the years, it's had an enormous payoff. So that was something that had a humongous payoff over the big picture of my career. While there's other things that are instant that are literally just an instant in the moment, it, it gets me paid a couple thousand dollars, nothing like I can't relate anything else to that project. Um, and at times we can't always know what is the, the project we're going to do or the person we're going to meet that's going to be instant and going to be ready today or tomorrow or this week or this month to do something versus you just meet them. And I think part of it's conversational, right? I, I had a guy come to me once. He was about to go into a meeting for a boys and girls club. And it was just going to be kind of like, hey, I make videos. You know, if you guys need any videos, let me know. And as you heard me say that kind of that Subway versus Master Chef, that approach is like, just want to introduce myself, let you guys all know I exist on earth. I make videos, you know, if you need anything, let me know. And most times that's going to turn into, okay, cool. It's nice to meet you. And uh, we'll keep you in mind if we need any videos. Because right now they may be thinking, oh, we've been thinking about, some might go, oh yeah, oh my gosh, thank God you came into our life. We do need video and we've been thinking about it. Whilst others who do need it will just go, Great, nice to meet you. We'll keep in touch. But if you shift, so for me, I had actually known about a Boys and Girls and it was a club and had a conversation with a guy. So it was being able to understand that most of the time when they market, they just are asking for money all the time. And so for me, when I got to know them, it's like, well, what happens if 80% of your putting something out there was actually showing where this money went? And, and showing the impact it's had on the families, on the kids, on the community. And those are the emails you're sending. That's the content that you're creating and promoting. So now when you ask for money, they're more likely to give again, give more, or give for the first time versus like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Like, it's not an external conscious thing that they may be like communicating where it's like, I don't know where this money's going, so I don't know if I should give it money, but it's just something that's happening versus if they're seeing these children, that's just like their lives are being transformed or these families are being transformed and you get to hear that, there's that emotional connection and at times people are more likely in general to make decisions emotionally if they feel a connection. So by being able to have a powerful conversation like that with somebody you meet, sets you above and beyond every guy who's just like, hey, you need video, I make videos. And now you have to have people who are ready right now and know all about video and you just happen to be the saving grace that pops into their life versus every person you meet being able to ask you know, provocative questions and questions that are going to be able to give you information to go, how can video really serve them? How can it really help them? Besides, you go through the motions of making one, you hand it over to them and good luck. I've had guys who have given people Dropbox links, which they know that that means they should download it. They should then upload it to Facebook. But people who don't know any better, they've literally had their clients get a Dropbox link and go on Facebook and go, oh my God, we're so excited. We got this new video. Boom, copy and paste the Dropbox link. So these are what we take for granted with clients with like, we need to be more than just a camera guy who can go in and make a cool, sexy video. Like we've got to help them with, you got to make sure you upload this to your fan page directly with Facebook. You know, here's what you could do and use it in your email marketing. 
make sure you put it in the right page on your website. On your website, let's load it through Vimeo or YouTube. You know, having this educational process, and that's where a lot of creatives and especially videographers and filmmakers at the time, they're so obsessive with the technical that they're losing on this other side because they don't understand that. So now you're either a race to the bottom on price because they're not going to understand any value. So they're not going to want to pay a premium for something. They just think, ah, oh, this is a cool video we're going to get. This will be fun to, to have, but I don't want to pay that much for it versus if they can understand that, wow, the upside for my business could be huge. If this could, you know, we've seen people and this is some of this, uh, Bailey can only come through just experience. So I'm just, planting seeds right now with you and not all of it's going to be like, Oh my gosh, I, I know everything I should say to people now, but there's that idea of like through experience, we've seen things where people I have a guy who works with a lot of schools and nonprofits. They have such good analytics in place on a few of his schools that he has now had them say, Hey, we put this video on this page and normally they'll stay on the page for a minute and a half. Now they're staying on the page for eight minutes. And these other little things that they're starting to see. So now he can actually take their data and say, you know, there's different schools I've worked with where, you know, they've seen an increase in conversion. They've seen people stay on their website longer. And these things are important to these people because if they have 30,000 hits to their website, but 20,000 of them just bounce off instantaneously, but now all of a sudden they get an additional 10,000 who stay longer, that might be that many more applicants, that might be you know, if a school's in a school situation, if it's $30,000 a year for a kid, that one extra person they get could be worth $120,000 over the course of four years. So now he's able to come in and get fifteen dollars and $25,000 for school projects where a guy who doesn't understand any of this gets paid $3,000 to do, I'll be honest at times, from a, from a final product delivery at times, the same video like the same quality. And we talked about this yesterday. The quality of the final product is becoming, it's important. You should create a great video, but it's becoming less and less important because it's the experience. In fact, the guy I was mentioning went from 500 to 1,000. I said, the video you showed me, because he showed me a video of the prior videographers. And I said, do you happen to know why they're not using them? Because it's a really good video. And he goes, you know, interestingly enough, I, I did get brought up on the call and they said, did a really great job with the video, but he was really difficult to deal with. And the experience on the back end was not pleasant. I have heard that more times than I've heard somebody say, oh my God, it was just phenomenal working for them, but they made really bad videos. Like I, I, the amount of times I've ever heard something like that, I, I, I honestly can't even count right now. Like they're not, they're not even on one hand, <laughs> but the amount of times I've heard somebody say they made great videos, but it, working with them was really bad, really high. And so that's where it's important to make a solid video. It's more important to create an incredible experience and be able to have conversations with them that make you more than a guy who's like, hey, what do you want? What do you think you need? You know, let me know and I can show up and do it. And so the more you start to lean into that and we can lean into that together on the stuff we're doing, that's going to be your competitive edge that can take you very quickly from being a guy who's getting a couple hundred dollars or doing free projects to turning these seeds you're planting into paid opportunities sooner rather than later. Because again, you don't know what you don't know. And if you just go in and make people free videos, they don't know what they don't know either. And so it's like, hey man, thanks so much for making that video. 
we'll keep you in mind in the future. But if you're able to explain to them now what else you could do, now that project you went and did for free all of a sudden turns into something. And, you know, I believe in this day and age, strategically using, in fact, my one buddy's calling it a case study now, rather than even calling it, hey, I want to do this free video for you. Say, I'd love to create a kind of a case study project for you. So it, it's, it's showing you what it's like to work with us, how this will go, da, 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 da. And it gives more value, but it also positions you as like, this is the, the taste. You know, I know people are getting screwed over a lot by videographers or different web companies. And so let us come in and you, and you do your maximum impact, minimum effort. And so it's not, I do a free project or a case study that's going to take me three and a half weeks to complete. And it's the biggest, baddest thing I could possibly create, but rather what is the simplest thing that can go through all the motions of working together? So they're like, wow, it's incredible working with Bailey. We'd like to do more based also on what he said. And I saw him do one where the company before him, they spent $75,000 on the video production company and they weren't happy with them. So you can imagine they're a little gun shy before they go hire my buddy. And in fact, he spent almost $2,500 to do a free project. He had the capability to do that. And in his particular business, he hires shooters and editors on everything. And so for him, it's all the relationships and the connecting. So he needed to hire some people to get it done. He had the capacity to do it. But that turned into now, I mean, initially, it was like a $25,000 project. And I this is a year or two ago now, and he's still working with them. So I think this has now turned into dollars $40,000 worth of work over a couple years, still less than the original company that didn't ultimately do a good job, but he, he needed to just go, here's what it's like to work with us. Let me just show you, you know, rather than try to convince you. And I have a mosquito story real quick. This one guy, he consulted a mosquito company and a lot of people, they buy all the mosquito stuff and it just doesn't work. And so they're real gun shy, even at $80, which isn't a lot of money to have a company come out and spray to see if the mosquitoes are going to go away. So they said, you know what? It only costs us $25 to send a guy out to spray. No cost to them whatsoever. Now, the one day they had mosquitoes, the next day they don't. Now, $80 reoccurring every month or however often they're coming in to do that. And so I believe strategically using free work to plant that seed, but then create a vision for what else you can do could now have you more quickly turning projects that you're just crossing your fingers right now and hoping, well, I did 17 projects for people that I did for free and like nothing came out of it. Now you can start. And I would argue that you could go back to all of that and do what I'm talking about here. I've seen people who had wedding leads where they're like three years in, still only doing three or four weddings a year, but they're trying to charge two, three, four thousand $4,000 right out of the gate. And I said, do you really love this? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I love my wife. I don't want to see her four times a year, you know? And so if you really love weddings, wouldn't you rather do 30 at 1,000 than three at 3,000? And they're like, well, yeah, it makes sense. It's like, okay. And they went back to somebody that two weeks prior had said no and said, hey, because he was trying to charge two. They only wanted to spend a thousand. He just emailed back and said, hey, you know, I thought a lot about it. Really like you guys. Some things came up and I just thought, you know what? Maybe we can meet in the middle at 1500. And I'll never forget the message he sent back of how ecstatic they were that they really did want to work with him. And some people just want a little bit of that deal or they just want that like, okay, great. He, he, he wants to work with us. Like he's going to, let's meet in the middle on this. And so some of these people you could go back to now and email, reach out, get a phone call. 
and just say, hey, I was thinking about this. I think there might be some other things that maybe we could do together and just see what happens. And you might be able to turn some of those into opportunities um, that right now, I hate to say this, but they may have just forgotten about you. You know, you're just a cool guy, made him a nice video and they went on with their life and, that, and that's it. So how, what, what are you thinking about all that? What's your, what's your thoughts? Does it make sense? Questions? Yeah, I like that. Um, I think it just gives me some more ideas, some more leads to work on. Um, especially I like going back to old, old clients. I think that's something it, it, where it's common sense, but it's like, it's just one of the things that you don't think about until somebody. Not common it. practice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I definitely like that. And I was actually, uh, one of the things that I was planning to do today, um, I wanted to reach out and make a free video for a car dealership okay. um, that's nearby just because I figured that was something I want for my portfolio. Okay. But I like the idea of doing a case study for them. Cause I looked on their, their Instagram page and they, they have some videos that they do frequently. Like they, okay. they do this car of the week thing. Yeah. And so I started thinking, I was like, okay, I could do a case study for them and say, instead of you guys doing this cheesy, like phone camera car of the week video, why don't I do it for you? I'll bring my audio equipment. I'll yeah. give you some cool B roll while it's, while they're talking about the car, you know, do a case study for them and see if that. Love it. It's impact for them. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing that when you can go in and I love the, that's why I will probably start shifting some of that language. I love the case study because it's, it's just saying, Hey, I charge for this, but I know that you might have some reserves about whether or not to do this, whatever. Let me remove all that. When you're out normally doing your one thing, let me come out, let's schedule it. We'll come out and I'll rock this out for you. And then you just throw it up there and see what happens. Um, and then the cool thing about that, that already, right, has a built-in, they're doing this weekly. They got new cars coming in all the time. So that's an automatic type of client who has regularity of things they could need. And I actually had a buddy, he was doing stuff for like a Chevrolet dealership for a while. Can't remember what happened, if he still worked with them or not. But yeah, there's definitely something there. And, and just that nugget again to reiterate the reaching back out, not only to people you've now already had an opportunity to do something with, but number two, we're always seeking new, 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 and, and potentially cold, 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 like we don't have any connection. But right in our back pocket, there can be things. Like I would argue to the fact, again, that you're, you're, I don't know your whole situation with your father. Is, is, he, is he in Utah, though, right now? No, he's not in Oklahoma. Okay. And so how are you going to work with him? You're going to move back to Oklahoma? No, I was, um, he builds uh, software. And so I was just working okay. remotely online. Okay. Okay. Um, cause I was going to say at times people like their family businesses, like even when people are employed at times, it's like your employer right there is a person you could make, like you could experiment and make promotional videos for like, we're getting, we're always looking for the hard and like the difficult and the things we don't have any access to, but right in our network of friends, family connections, the school, whatever, there are things right in front of us that could be an easy yes versus you know, because I got to a point in my career, in the beginning part of my career, and most people, you're potentially going to have more no's than you get yeses. You're like, oh, I emailed 10 people and you know, nobody said yes to me or well, I got one yes versus I got to a place in my career between about 2014 and on that I wasn't getting just droves and droves and droves of leads. But if I got five leads, I'd probably book three, four or five people, honestly, because they were warm. They wanted me. They were ready. And there was no like they found me on Google and five other guys and they're emailing them and just trying to find out prices like they wanted me. Um, and that had come to a place in my wedding career too, where I was actually getting an enormous amount of leads, but I made it difficult 
this wasn't the best thing. I'm not necessarily saying this is the right thing to do, but it became very difficult to get a hold of me. So the people who jumped through all the loops, it's like by the time I interacted with them, like my ratio of booking was high because they really wanted to book me personally. And, and pricing was less of an issue unless I was obscene about it. Um, they book me, but in your beginning stages, if you can, you know, you've got relationships with people you've already done things with, or you have people that you know that have a business or like when people do real estate, I'm thinking there's open houses every weekend all over the place for fancy, for cheap, for expensive, whatever that I'd argue on certain levels, you'd almost don't even fully need permission to go in and make that realtor like, hey, it's an open house and you're running around just getting some shots and then you throw something together and go, hey, Mr. Realtor, here you go. And I've done those types of things. And at times, we're a little bit more gun shy because we're, we're always asking for permission on everything rather than just asking at times for forgiveness. You know, and at times, what we're doing here isn't even stuff that we're quite frankly gonna be asking for forgiveness either. Like people, I just think that, Sometimes people, when they don't understand or know the value, they don't want their time wasted. So the more commitment of time, even for free, that it takes from a business owner to do something, then the less likely they are to say yes, because they're like, I don't have time for that. I've had people in the coaching thing right now who, God bless them, they're sending me things and I'm, I'm glad that's happening, but they, they're going, I didn't want to do this because I didn't have any time for it. I've heard you say a few things, now I'm glad. Like, We'll make time for things we think are important. We won't make time for things we don't think are. And so anytime that I've had a little bit of a relationship with somebody and I pop up at their business and I'm like, hey, could I run around? Like sometimes they have low hours, like a lot of restaurants. You know, it's like sometimes from two to four, there's nobody in there. It's empty. And you could go in and rather than like, hey, I'd like to meet with the owner. And now you try to do all this stuff to sell him a video. You can just be like, I've got my, I mean, for me, it was always, I got my glide cam, got my camera and I would just run around and do like a little glide tour type of video. And that was my teaser that opened the door. And um, so anyways, I just definitely look at those people you already have, look at your internal network and, and see who's there and see what you could do with. And then I love the, the car dealership thing. I think that that's a great, and then that was, that's one where you could get that. Who knows, man, that could turn into 500, 1,000, 1,500 bucks a month Are you coming in the best way to do it would attempt to be if there's an ability to just come in once or twice a month and batch things. Because mm -hmm. even for you, it's a lot more efficient for you to come out once for eight hours than it is for you to come out eight times for an hour. Um, and even when we charge and price things, you know, everybody wants to go, how much is a two minute video? Well, for me, I want to be able to create a range for them and also show to them that all two minute videos aren't created equal. If I just step outside my door and go somewhere that's next door to me for 45 minutes and only shoot B-roll, I could create a two minute video. If I go and have to get eight interviews over the course of eight days that are all 30 minutes a piece and then I get 45 minutes of B-roll, I can make two minute videos, but it's going to take way longer to create that video. Uh, because now I've got hours of interviews, those take longer to listen to. So that's where I can go, well, I go whatever my lowest rate I'm willing to do something at that point in time is. So let's say it's $1,500. It could be from $1,500, we'll say $10,000. And they're like, wow, we can't really fit it. Like definitely can't do anywhere near $10,000. Then we can back them into what they're potentially comfortable with 
and then kind of go from there. Um, but everybody's so in emails. I, I see people interacting all the time in the different groups and it's always, they're so being bullied and pushed over all the time by people. I just want, I just want to rate. I just want a number. And if they're that, you're going to be a race to the bottom, you know, on your pricing. Because if, if you really stand for things and go, we really customize everything for our clients, it doesn't, and you could even say it doesn't mean expensive because some people go, oh, well, he's got to do all this custom stuff. It's really expensive and I can't afford that. But rather being able to develop that relationship and have those conversations with people that just set you apart from every guy with a camera who's just going, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We do that. Three hours. Okay. $200, you know. Um, and that'll help elevate you to a whole stratosphere where quite frankly, Bailey, there aren't that many people. There are droves and droves and droves of people who can make a sexy video and then the backend experience that they're bringing to the table is very lacking. So anyways. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel like that's the, that's the feeling I've got too is, you know, I feel like, I feel like I can outperform a lot of people. Maybe, maybe if not just with the video part, but just with the experience as well. Your personality. Um, I feel like it's something I can definitely accomplish. Um, and your dad has your own, his own business then too. So you come from a little bit of an entrepreneurial background or no? Um, he's, he's, it's, it's a young business. It's, okay. it's the first client with it. So he's, he's had different ideas and opportunities that he's, he's gone after. But um, so, I mean, I've, I've definitely been, uh, I've had experience with, looking at business opportunities and, and considering those. Um, so, I mean, I feel like this is something I'd kind of come back, like looked at multiple times in the past while I was growing up, like, Oh, I want to start a business or I want to do this. But I've also been the kind of person for a long time. I couldn't settle on one thing because I'd do a ton of research and I'd be like, well, I don't think I want to do that negative part about that job. And so that's why it's kind of cool for me with film. I'm like, I've got to stick with it because this is the one thing where I'm like, I picked it and I've actually stuck with it long enough to, to really enjoy it. That's good, man. Yeah. And I think that that's a problem. That's one of the negatives in our society is we, you know, I always say instant gram, but Insta, that word Insta, Mm -hmm. even you, you just kind of conveyed that to me. Like, well, what's the balance? Like, how do I make things happen now? Like I want it to happen. I need to happen in, in a couple of weeks, you know, or a couple of months here. I can't, I can't wait for some job to like plant the seed and have it grow up two years from now. Like that won't do me any good. Um, and I think that some of the stuff we're talking about can most definitely automatically shift some of that. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting because, you know, most people, most businesses, the longer you're in the game, the easier the game will get. Because you can't have somebody who met you today, you know, you can't have somebody who met you, excuse me, you can't have somebody who met you three years ago because there was no three years ago. You're only going to have three days ago or three weeks ago or three months ago. And so there is that stuff that the longer you're in, you're going to have the, I met Bailey three years ago. He's still rocking it out. I keep seeing his stuff. I mean, I had people who followed me on Facebook who I didn't even know they were looking or we were friends or anything. And they like, I, this one, I, I wish I could find it. I remember the story, but he either got fired or quit and got a new job. And the new job required video. And he was so pumped. And he reached out because he's like, I've been following you for years in the place I was at, like in, in my own personal life. I got no need to be able to hire you, but I had a desire to want to be able to work with you. And so the new position he got, he was like, they needed. So we had a conversation and ended up doing a job together. And so 
there's going to be those things that right now, that, that kind of stuff can't happen. They haven't even, I mean, some of it can. They've been, I've been following you. If you posted 17 videos over the course of two months, there's a lot of, you're bombing the internet there on certain levels versus again, that kind of, you know, the law of averages says the more you do, the more you're out there, the more you're interacting. You know, when you talk about, well, how do I make things happen? Well, yeah, the increase of speed at which you're doing things, especially if you were to focus, right? Um, versus kind of, I'm just blanketing the whole area. I'll do some car dealerships, some weddings, some real estate, some this and that. That's great to, to sink your teeth in and, and test things. And like you said, have a portfolio. But again, the more expertise, not just you have an ability to create a video, but your ability to potentially understand an industry. And that'll happen through you just experimenting something might latch on more than something else. You start getting more referrals for it. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I never thought I'd be in, like, I never thought I'd be in the car dealership industry. Like I just thought I'd make a video, but now all of a sudden maybe you end up with five car dealerships in town, you know, making videos for them. And you didn't know that that was going to happen. So you're in that stage of experimentation. Um, but the more you can not of course eliminate video from your life right now, but eliminate the things that you're like, like with the first question I asked in the audio thing, like if you didn't need money, what activities or what jobs or what clients or what things would you work on? Um, the more the ones that you're like, and that wasn't fun at all. I didn't enjoy that. Like even if they're going to pay, I wouldn't necessarily do that again because then all of a sudden you potentially are going to end up with a whole business that has a ton of clients and work that you're like, this sucks. And I've seen that in the beginning, it's all fun and rainbows and unicorns and butterflies because you're just getting paid to do your stuff, right? But right. I've seen people who now I've coached who they're eight years in and they're like, you know, it was really good in the beginning, but then I got more of it and more of it. And then it's just like, I have all this kind of stuff that I'm, I'm just not excited. I, every once in a while, I'm getting to do projects that just light my soul on fire. But the majority of the time I'm doing these things that I'm not even that proud of. And for me, it doesn't always matter the niche that you're working in. It's just, are you putting together final videos and final products and work that you're proud of? That's all that matters. If you're creating, if the majority of time you spend creating time is spent doing things that you're just kind of going through the motions for somebody because you're capable and competent, but when you're done, you can't wait to get away from it. Those are the ones you don't want to continue to do. But it doesn't matter the industry. If you're making a video that you're proud of, that's, that's where you want to be because then it doesn't matter who you work for. At least you're creating things that you're super excited about and proud of. And quite frankly, for me with weddings, when I used to do same day edits, it's like I got back at the end of the day, I'd watch my same day edit like 30 times before I went to bed. Like the music, the shots I got, I was just so pumped about it. That's the feeling you want to have. And that, that feeling and that coinciding in my business, my business accelerated. When I was doing things where it's like, ugh, that's when you start to have, you know, not as much success. So anyways. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I, I definitely, I felt that I think I'm still in that, like that mental high stage where it's just yeah, it's like, great, man. Yeah, like I'll watch a video over and over. And if I send it to like a, a potential client, I, I'd go back and watch my video again. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> that's great, man. And that's, yeah. and that's great. And you know, that's why I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that you probably have tons of things right now that you've done. If you just keep leaning into that though, and make sure that's what it's all about, that'll have great growth for your business. Cause there's, there's times where, and that's how all the free projects should be though. Anyways, mm -hmm. if you're creating stuff you ain't proud of for free, then that's a real problem, you know, cause those should be the ones that are the ones that you're like, if somebody asked me to do this again, I'm like, hell yes. 
that because the free projects you should be in full control over everything and creating stuff that you absolutely want to do because what happens is usually it's like well the client's paying me and they want me to do this and that and at times i've had even ones where they're like i was proud of the first video and then they had me do 12 revisions and by the time i got to the final video i didn't like it anymore so the you know what i always encourage is like well then share on your side when you promote for your portfolio or whatever share the original video don't share your 80th revision that you made uh, of the one you feel like they hack job and that i mean it's going to happen from time to time sometimes it's like well yeah they are paying us and so if i can't persuade them, talk to them that this is probably not the smartest thing, then it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, that's cool, man. Um, what else are you thinking? What else is any potential roadblocks or things that you would question right now? Um, I guess the only other thing, I, I mean, I feel like this is a big question that gets addressed a lot, especially in the full-time filmmaker group. But I'm just, I, I, so I shoot on a Canon ADV. Okay. And part of me wonders, like, like at what point do I need to really like start looking into like saying I need to upgrade? Cause I, I, I hear a lot of people that say like the Canon ADD is great, but part of me is also like, you know, sometimes I see other people shooting on like 4k cameras and I'm just like, it's just so crisp. And that's, that's where I want to head. And so I'm like, I'm trying to find the right balance because I definitely don't want to jump the gun and say, I'm buying things just like impulse buying just because I want it. But I'm also, I, I do think I'm like, I want to have the best, equipment to help me create the best videos because I can create good videos with this but if I can create good videos with this like at what point do I need to be able to create even higher quality videos you know this is this can of worms that gets me pretty fired up here on this I mean I have one buddy I trained him back in 2010 he has done for one client specifically, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of business, traveled to Asia, all over Europe, all over the place. And he was shooting on an ADD. Um, I always talk about it's the wizard, not the wand. And so um, I've met too many people who own reds and fancy, super expensive cameras that have had to sell those cameras because they couldn't pay the bills. Um, the camera them itself is not gonna be the defining factor that's going to get you bigger clients or make you more money. And I know that it's like, the problem is, is there's a lot of the, the high-end, big subscriber base, YouTubers, and even Parker, who they can do it. They've got enormous amounts of cash flow, no matter where the cash is coming from or whether they're even donated for free, whatever it is, they're able to get their hands on these things at times and it's not crippling them. Whereas, I see somebody like yourself who's ground zero and the fact that you're questioning, well, maybe my business would go faster or better or this or that if I owned a whatever that's five, 10, 15, $20,000 or more, that is a lie and a myth uh, because it's coming from an internal. Now we're not at a page where it's like everybody on earth is shooting four or six or 8K and you're like, hey, let me hold on to my, my little ADD, you know, I mean, I, there was a transition in my life where like everything was going to HD and there was guys still like holding strong on standard def, you know? So there are those transitional points. But if I were to argue to the fact of what is a camera that still has an enormous amount of, in my opinion, longevity, I know a lot of people really rock and, and it's doing incredible work which is the like a seven three or something, you know, for like 1800 to 2000 and that shoots 4k and it's a full frame camera. Um, I had a guy that he was on T two eyes for about 
four to five years and built up a sixty to hundred thousand dollar a year wedding business before he upgraded to the a seven threes and so based on your still i gotta stick with it also attitude and some of that and it's like video wasn't my passion my entire life and i know i'm never going anywhere it's not that you're going to god willing everything it seems like right now you have no desire to get out of it but I would go and do the best work you can with the camera you have and really start generating some revenue because most of your clients, that isn't going to be any, any of an issue. I mean, my one buddy's doing constantly with the schools and nonprofits, eight, 10, 15, $25,000 projects. And the only camera he was just talking about upgrading and he's still, I guess it does do 4k now, but like he's not going to shoot any of it 4k, but he's going to get the mark four you know, which is still what, $2,500 to $3,500 camera, but he's been doing all the projects on Mark threes and seven DDs. And I've still had some projects where I'm getting nine grand and showing up with a 70 D. I have some people with me are showing up with a seven threes. But at the same time, like we're, there's a whole circle of people I'm doing stuff with who are doing anywhere from a hundred to $400,000 a year who are all on a seven threes or below quite frankly um and so it is a great camera right now i would maximize it but even if i were to upgrade i you know this is where um you know i'm going to be coming out to to utah i think i sent that message i think we'll, we'll, we'll try to connect and i'm going to try to connect with parker while i'm out there and everything um but you know i will say one of the only subtle negatives because i hardly have anything and i wouldn't say it's a super negative or anything but just you know parker's really giving a lot of light to you know, the, I'm not even as great with them anymore, but it was a Canon 5D Mark II X or whatever, the $5,000, $6,000 Canon that everybody and their brother's buying because he owns it, you know, and that's one he uses a lot or even the Reds. And I'm not saying it's not a great camera. I'm not saying it doesn't create excellence or anything, but it, a lot of people who aren't doing very well yet and aren't making much money yet, like that is just not the first camera that I would be like, that's what I got to buy to get going, you know, because to me, having a full well-rounded kit that has an ADD, the audio gear, your great gimbal, monopod, tripod, you know, all that, and just getting a solid $5,000 package. And I'd rather have two cameras as well. Like I would much rather have two ADDs or two A7Threes for still under three or $4,000 than I would have to be only with two bodies only the bodies and be at 10 grand already, you know? And so now all of a sudden you're getting into 10, 15, 20,000 before you're really even doing much with your business and just owning those things. Like I said, won't automatically get you higher paying jobs, bigger clients, better projects or any of those things, because I, I just have, I have too much proof in my personal life and the lives of those around me that, they're not on red cinema cameras or C200s or, you know, these five and $10,000 cameras and they're getting paid well and they're doing well. Um, so that's, you know, my long drawn out could be longer, you know, just tangent to like, stay with what you have, get work, get some momentum. If you find that somehow you've magically run into a ton of people who are like, I'm not hiring you because you're not on 4k. Well, okay but you still don't need a five or 10 or $15,000 4k camera. Um, you know, there's still some great cameras and we just get, it's sexy because you see the, like you said, the footage in the post and I'm not going to lie. I have shot some things where I had my ADD with the a seven three footage 
and you could tell the difference. Um, wasn't night and day, but it was definitely, I could notice it, but it was more in the lower light footage than it was like outside stuff. Um, but when I'm just all ADD, there's nothing to contrast it. And so it, it, it works out fine. Um, but I'm also just not shooting as much. But if I were to buy a camera right now that I was going to personally be out running around, it would be like the a7 III for sure. Um, I've used that more now. All the guys that shoot for me, that's what they have. Um, so if there was one, if you don't have a camera, that would be one. But I just don't think you need the real expensive ones because, you know, if you're not a great wizard yet, don't matter what camera you have, you won't be a, a better one. <laughs> that makes sense. So, Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I feel like that's that's the that's the feeling that you get sometimes, but then you also get like, you get like, like kind of arguing where it's like one person saying you don't need the better gear, but then everyone's like, but if you do have 4k, you can do reframing. You can do all this. Yeah, man. Like, well, here's the thing. Yeah. What I found through the years, your peers don't pay your bills. So never forget that. That's true. I, I used to get all this critique and all, I mean, I, as a collective whole outside of me wanting to deliver the value I'm delivering, I don't pay a, besides also seeing some of the, like threads of people asking questions. I personally hate like random group uh, access to advice because these people, you don't know whether they're making any money, whether their businesses are doing well or not. And I sometimes say it's the blind leading the blind, meaning you, you post something and you got every Tom, Dick and Harry with an opinion because notice if you look in something like full-time filmmaker videos that say, what do you think? Give me your feedback they have the most comments outside of ones that are just like showing you something like not asking for your opinion, not asking for, because everybody wants to go. Yeah, man, you should quit your job. You shouldn't quit your job. You know what? You need 19 years of savings before you quit your job. You know, you need this, you need that. You need this camera. You need reframing. Oh, you need the raw. You, you know, and some of these people, they're not even making any money. And so what I found is, is I would have people tear my video apart back in the day and I look at their work and I'm like, huh, maybe I'm crazy, but your work looks like crap, but yet somehow you were able to tear mine to shreds. Like people out there whose work isn't even good, but they're all of a sudden, they're experts on wanting to give you advice on what you should buy and do. And so I always just like, you know, want to one, know about the situation or the circumstances or what the person's accomplished and different things before I'm taking, because it, what I see a lot of guys like girls I coach, there's, it should be encouraging, but they end up being very discouraged or very confused because rather than getting a single piece of advice that they really resonate with, they have 30 pieces of advice. Some they resonate with, some they don't, but even the ones they do resonate, they're all differing. And so what happens? Indecision. And you make no decision and no decision is worse than making a quote unquote wrong decision. Um, and so for me, that's just something I learned is that I had to start to ignore all that because it wasn't serving or helping my business. And I remember somebody else saying that to me, it's like your peers don't pay your bills. So these people in Facebook groups, they may be endearing and, and most, I mean, full-time filmmakers, one of the best groups I have ever seen hundred um, percent. And they're all mostly well-intentioned for sure as well. That doesn't mean it's still all the best advice for an individual's certain situation. Because they're not, they're not invested in you. They don't getting to know you. They don't know your situation. They're not spending your money. And so at the end of the day, it's real easy to be like, yeah, man, buy a red $20,000 camera. It shoots raw and reframing and this and that. And you can composite and you can do HDR. Like all these things, your clients will love it. But that doesn't mean you're in a situation, if you really thought in your current situation you needed to do that, you could really harm your entire family situation 
when it's completely and utterly unnecessary because you know i i like to be a guinea pig and learn from my you know things because i want to be a person talking from experience not from you know my rear end um and it is the money i'd have i'd no doubt have 100 to 200,000 in the bank right now if it weren't for buying things that just were not needed at all and unnecessary buying getting a $5,000 job and buying a $4,500 piece of equipment that I thought I needed that I used one time and then realized it was unnecessary and then spent two years before I sold the dang thing. I mean, these are all my own problems, but like, I just see now that when you're young, do you have any debt out of curiosity? I do. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at my peak, I had like over $150,000 in debt. So, you know, usually that yeah. makes others go, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, when you have a little bit or you don't have any and you don't have enormous amount of expenses, then the most beautiful time is get the most basic package that's still going to do a great job, learn how to use it well, and get out there and get jobs and do the work. And then you can have that, that upgrade. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I'm not telling people to not do your best or get some of the best equipment. But again, a fifteen, eighteen hundred dollar, two thousand Sony versus the red. You know, you even see videos like Parker's put up with the red versus an iPhone, and he's a great wizard. So you look at it, and quite frankly, because of the color grading and everything else, you can't tell a night and day difference. And so that's that point of like, yeah, a four K camera typically makes better ten eighty than a ten eighty only camera for sure, but right now most things are on this phone right now and so that 1080 from an ADD shot properly still looks really really good and it's going to get you enough momentum to maybe make one simple upgrade uh, to a not super expensive one and then go with that um, for as long as you can and, and create excellence uh, but yeah don't get yourself in because the people who who make $10,000 a month but need $10,000 a month is different than a person who makes $4,000 a month and needs a thousand and so if you can build that, a lot of people, they want freedom. You know, they want freedom, you know, to do what they want when they want, with whomever they want, financial freedom. But financial freedom is not just going to come from the quantity of money you make, but the quantity of money you can keep. Because too many people's mindsets are external things bring happiness. More money means more freedom. But what a lot of people do is because their story is I just want to get by or money is bad or whatever, the more money they make, they continue to spend in a way subconsciously to create a situation that is continuing to get by. So you're getting by with nothing now, but if you don't watch that mindset, you could be making 10 times that money. You can be making 10,000 a month and you still would be getting by because now you've like, let's get a cooler car and the bigger expensive camera and, and all those things. And you don't have any more money in the bank making 120 grand a year than you do making 12,000 a year. Uh, and so that's the thing I just like plea with people is like, do that. Because if there's any regret, I'm trying not to have them, that would be the one because the freedom, the choices and things I'd even be making today, some of it would be far different and less pressure had I not done all the things I'd done prior in those 10 years. But again, I learned from them. It's all, it all comes together. But like for other people, I don't wish that upon them though. Like I don't wish like, yeah, you need to get in a ton of debt, spend a ton of money, go through all this pain for 10 years and then end up, you know, having to dig yourself out of a deep, dark ditch. You know, it's like some ditches you might have to do and you need your own learning experiences, but others it's, 
it's just unnecessary because we don't have the internal competence to talk to clients and do things a certain way because people say, oh, well, I've seen Nick and stuff in the group say, you know, yeah, I was more professional when I had the red and I did these music videos and stuff, but I haven't gotten the full picture, but he's still starting at $1,500. Like I, I know so many people, including myself, are getting far more money for projects, not having $20,000 reds. And it isn't like the camera can help, but if you're not confident, yeah, that can give you some external facade of confidence because now you're like, yeah, I'm showing up with a big camera, red, I'm more professional. But if you know you're great at what you do and you believe in yourself, you can still create excellent work and people will seek you out and they're not all in judgmental mode because you show up with, you know, an ADD rather than a, a red scarlet or something, you know? And um, so anyways, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That helps out for sure. Cool. Buddy. cool. Well, I know we've, we're right around an hour. Is there any other final things to kind of, kind of wrap this up that you're sitting on that any other kind of uh, question? You're in a great state, man. I mean, I'm excited yeah. for the things you got going on. So. Me too. Yeah. I think that gives me enough momentum to kind of keep pushing from where I'm at now. I think I'll, I'll keep reaching out to you through, through Voxer as, yeah. as things come up, but I appreciate you spending time with me. Cool, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped and you got a great head on your shoulders. You've got great momentum because that's the thing. You've already done more in a couple months than I know people who've been doing it for double, triple, quadruple the time you've been doing it. And so just that alone, and I think these simple little shifts in perspective um, with who to reach out to, how to think about dealing with them. And then, look, you're at ground zero on some of that with the new ways to potentially talk to some of your clients or potential clients or people you've already worked with. Mm -hmm. uh, but each time you do it, it's going to get easier and you'll get better at it, right? You know, rather than leaning only into messenger and direct message on Instagram and email, but being able to just have those conversations with people. If you build that muscle up, you'll be light years ahead of the rates you're also able to charge in doing that and being able to, to build those kind of relationships. And you know what I would tell you or anybody else, if that like, you're like, that's not why I got into video to be doing all, I just want to make videos. Well, then that's where I would argue with people Then you really need to figure out how to combine yourself with somebody who's great at messing with all that and all you got to do is show up and shoot or edit. And for some people, it doesn't have as much of the unlimited income potential. But again, you're surviving off of what you're surviving off of now, which is almost nothing. And so if you were doing 80 grand a year being a camera op, which I've known people who have done that, only having to show up, shoot, put cards in people's cameras and walk away and they walk, wash their hands and then they can show up for the next shoot or whatever. They don't have to negotiate with the clients and sell to them. Like you could be in a real, you could be putting a lot of money away, right? That's back to, it's not that you don't want to improve your life or upgrade. But again, I think that we just always continue to upgrade. And so it doesn't matter if you're running the whole ship and selling all the jobs and doing everything and bringing in 250,000 a year you might not be any happier or better off at 250 running the whole ship than you would be just being a camera op at 80,000. Now this isn't me telling you specifically, but you know, that's just what I'm saying. And so keeping that into perspective and anybody who's listening to this, it's like when you get clear and I think you've already got a different entrepreneurial spirit and attitude. It sounds like that somehow has been infused. How old are you again? 22. Yeah. It's been infused to you from a younger age. Mm -hmm. sounds like some of it maybe came from your father 
um, you know, having maybe ideas or trying things and doing things as well. But like, if you've got that in you, that's a, a competitive edge above the people who maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons or that it's not really in them. And so only the internet has made them believe that they need to be an entrepreneur, but yet it's been three years and they're not making much progress. And I've seen that with people I've coached where it's like year after year, it feels like they're going nowhere. And then when they get clear, like one guy that sticks out to me right now, I mean, he's editing on, a, he just sent me a message again. He's editing on a Netflix documentary series as just an assistant editor. And he's had a job as long as I known him almost five years. And it was nothing to do with video. And he always tried to make money on the side, shooting and editing and getting the job and selling and just never made much progress. And all he really wanted to do was edit. So he has a job spending the majority of his time doing something he doesn't like. In his spare time, he's spending 80% of that time doing more things that he actually doesn't really love to do and then gets to spend a small percentage actually editing. Now he spends all day every day getting to edit. He's not having to sell to new clients all the time. And he's making double the money he made at a job that he didn't like. So there's lots of ways to make money. And I always try to tell people that and you get clear on the ways you're excited about. And just like you've had happen with your 17 plus projects, you're going to be able to convert that into making money and doing well with that much quicker than the people who haven't been able to do 17 projects in a year because the things they're going after, they don't really want. And how much action will you take towards something that you don't really want? And that's what I always see in people. They don't take a lot of action towards things. Like you, you said, I did all this research and I realized there's a lot of stuff I don't want to do. So guess what you did? You stopped and went to something else that you felt like had more things you'd like. And that's what's going to allow you to get the momentum going. Because if there's too much crap you don't like, you won't take any action, you won't take any action, you won't get any results. And so pump for you, buddy. Um, Keep it up in Boxer and uh, excited to see your, your journey and your transformation. And remember to keep track of as these opportunities or as you get a reply or as you go to the car dealership, send me a message, man. That's what people don't, um, some for sure do and it works for them, but take advantage of that enough because that's where I want to help you have those 500 to $1,000 shifts. Like, you, you know, I always ask, what would you do? I hear what you would do. I know where you're at. And now it's like, let's push you a little bit. Let's see the situation and how much we can maybe push that up a little bit more than you were thinking. Um, so don't uh, hesitate to reach out and we'll go from there, buddy. Sounds good. All right. Rock and roll, man. All right. Talk to you later. All right. There you have it. Another episode of Jumpstart Sessions. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click Get Coached on the podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care. 